So I'm going to get a gyro platter. I think it's pronounced gyro. Uh, I, I, are you the pronunciation police all of a sudden? Like, all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't correct nearly every word that comes out of your mouth. No. Yeah. You correct me all the time. And sometimes these corrections are just not a probes. But all of them correct. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time. I am here as always with the Agent Smith to my Neo, my dear, dear friend and compatriot, Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ, how are you feeling today? Well, I'm a little stuffed up, um, but oh, could that be my COVID test? Nope. It's a Marco Polo. A oh. uh, little, little stuffed up tonight. So you might hear the, uh, the sniffles in my voice tonight. But other than that, feeling good, feeling great, feeling excited to travel back to the height of civilization, nineteen ninety nine, and break down something that I don't even know that I'm worthy to break down. Well, first of all, you absolutely are worthy to break this down. But second of all, why don't you tell the people what we are talking about today? <sighs> On today's episode of Icon or Wycon, CJ and Andrew will go headlong into the matrix ah okay so controversial pick controversial for sure people have feelings about these movies a lot of feelings and 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 what's funny is with the with the recent release of the fourth one people have even more feelings and so it's kind of unearthed a lot of things that are worth discussing about this movie. Um, I, I think we both agree. It, it is a good movie. I don't think I agree with you. It's not Truly. a good movie. No, really? it's not. A, it's, it's not a good movie at all. It's a fucking incredible movie. It's great. Okay. Thank you. I was nervous. I was like, are we about to fight about this? This was amazing. This was amazing. And, and what they accomplished in 1999 is quite incredible for its time. And then you look at it now in 2022 and it's like, yo, but has, there are very few filmmakers that have been that aggressively creative since then. You know what I mean? Like you had never seen anything like this. And it was never, you had never seen anything like it. And you were about to see it copied over and over and over again for the next decade. Mm-hmm. Really, for the next decade, and also, I mean, the the budget sixty three million dollars. Wow, what these ladies ladies were able to accomplish with sixty three million dollars is fucking unbelievable. For those of you who live under a rock, the Wachowski sisters once were the Wachowski brothers. Wachowski they made what? You say the ch. You say the ch. It's Wachowski. <laughs> it's going to be the name of your memoir. Pardon me. <laughs> the Wachowski brother. 
Now that's interesting because I, for up until 17 seconds ago, always called it, thought that it was Wachowski. A lot of people do. And would hear people say Wachowski and be like, they're saying it wrong. No, it's Lily and Lana Wachowski. In any case, what they were able to accomplish in 1999. I mean, dude, 20 fucking three years ago now. March 31st, I think, actually, is when it premiered. Uh, It's a marvel. It's a a marvel. Everything about it, the, the fucking source material... Like, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do because you know these things, but like the ghost in the shell, right? It's that's the anime that they took, like basically most of the story and the inspiration from. Um, and Simulacra and Simulation by Jean Borrella. I say like that because I'm French Canadian. I don't actually know how to pronounce this. You're nailing the name category tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Nailing it so deeply. Um, And then, uh, you know, most importantly, I think uh, someone that really like has been, uh, I don't know. He's like, he's a very, very, very influential science fiction writer, but like not a lot of people know him, right? Like Philip Dick, Mm -hmm. right? he said these words in like 1976 or 77. We are living in a computer programmed reality. And the only clue we have to it is when some variable is changed and some alteration in reality occurs. Mm. Okay. So these sisters hear this and come up with this magical, inspirational, action-packed, make you think come all over yourself fucking movie that I watch every single time. And am just like a kid in a candy store. Everything about it is perfect for icon or why con I'm CJ LaRoche. <laughs> I mean, we, we can talk longer than six minutes about it. Um, but we don't have to, but we don't have to No, but it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it because let's wax poetic for one more minute about this film and what it accomplishes. I love that you brought up the copycatting because for the next 10 years, we do see movies that completely took the whole bullet time thing. Um, they, they, all of those techniques that were not a thing until the Wachowski's made them a thing. Yeah. People started doing them. Um, the dusters, the leather dusters, we started seeing those everywhere. Dude. I mean, like people wore trench coats and sunglasses before, Right. Mm. And it was kind of like, oh, there's an A trench coat and sunglass and there's a B trench coat and sunglasses. After this, it was there's there. There goes Neo. Yeah. You're doing the Matrix. There goes Neo walking yeah, down they, the street. They made that look. So let's talk about this, because what I love about this movie and what I find so charming about this movie is that you watch it and it's a sci fi action romp. Right. Yep. Uh, there's a great Kung Fu element that oh, is very, God. very exciting. Um, the, om- the, the homage to the uh, Asian filmmaking and, and that, that whole fucking culture, right? Like it, it rivals what George did with Star Wars. It really does. It really does. It's a big swing for them. Uh, they were young. They were young to be doing something this ambitious. Yeah. I mean, they they, really they're, coming off of, they're coming off of Bound. Which was right? not fantasy based at all no but was a huge but critical and financial it, success it was so, a beautiful film bound is an so, excellent movie 
Yeah. So like Joel Silver reads this script and is like, fuck, yes, let's go. Incidentally, I have a lighting designer friend named Joel Silver. Cool name. I wonder if he listens to the show. It's not the same person. It's not Mm, the same person. So anyway, so we have this crazy Kung Fu element. And also there's a love story. Also, people can fly. Also, robots are in charge. And there's this reveal that humans are now batteries. There's so much to take in. And beyond all of these things that we're taking in, this is a story about identity. It's a story Mm -hmm. about transformation. Perception. Perception of reality and self-actualization. Do you know what I mean? They tackle so much in this movie. Also, Also, the whole thing is a goddamn Jesus Christ allegory. You know what's funny? Let's dive into that for a minute. Because... I, I, I'm sure you know, I've talked to you about this, but I'm not sure our listeners know. I grew up in a very, very religious family, uh, hardcore evangelical Christians. And, and many of them are still hardcore evangelical Christians. And it's a beautiful faith. And they, we were very fervent believers. I know I'm no longer an evangelical Christian, but uh-huh. I do understand all of the uh, sort of uh, mythology around it. Okay. And I had family members talk to me about how these this trilogy was rooted in the book of revelation and I never saw it, but it's so Mm. funny that you, that you consider Neo a Jesus allegory. Talk to me about that. Well, okay. First of all, the woman who resurrects him Mm. is named Trinity. Well, yeah. The Holy, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Right. Uh, The whole thing comes down to room three Oh three. Again, father, the son, the Holy ghost. How many times do we hear the word Jesus in this film? How many? I don't know, seven or eight. But like Jesus Christ, Jesus, you scared the bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said it, but like the man resurrects. Okay. Also, what's his matrix name? But Thomas Anderson. And what is he at first when they, he finds out he's the one? He's a little doubtful. Like doubting Thomas. Do you know what Anderson means? Mm-mm. Son of man. So, bro, it's Jesus. He's the savior. They say it right in the beginning when he gives those cyberpunks the disc. He's like, you're my personal savior. Interesting. I I see it. I don't need to because it's a theory that holds up. It's just not a theory that I particularly ascribe to. Ascribe or subscribe? Ascribe? You said ascribe. I did. Do I mean subscribe? I think you might. Are you about to grammar police me? I would never do anything like that. I don't know. Liar. I don't know what you were talking about, like in the um, <laughs> in the open there. We, we uh, but we, no, us us second time we is like the cold open. Second time in an episode, we never do that. <laughs> it exists outside of time. We never uh, do that. Us scribe is is to like um, like attribute something. Mm. Right. But subscribe is to, uh, I guess, to subscribe to, like to believe in, to to be a part of. I do not subscribe to your theory. Yeah. But for all intensive purposes, it makes sense. (laughs) Okay, now let's grammar police this. Intensive purposes aren't a thing. Oh, it's intense and purposes. But okay, good. You do. You do that. Well, thank you. That I that I heartily <laughs> laughed at. It's myself good. Myself. It's good. 
<laughs> so no, I you know because I I always go to a Joseph Campbell place with this movie. Yeah, sure. And, and people can argue that the Jesus story does go to Joseph Campbell place as well. It's oh, one, for of, the, sure. one yeah. of the earliest oh hero sagas. Listen, um, based on in reality, but uh, a fable. Um, what I think is fascinating, I so you say Trinity is a Jesus reference, and sure it is. But I thought the Trinity was Neo, uh, Morpheus, and Trinity. Uh, no. Because if you think about it like this, and this is my understanding of the movie, Morpheus is his Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. And Trinity is his kind of like Leia, you know, like the one that believes in him. Ew. I know, right? Because they're totally in a relation. Kissed your sister. Uh no, it no. See now the 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 great thing about it, right, is like I love the Obi-Wan, right? And mm-hmm. I love the Joseph Campbell parallel with like losing Morpheus, but like making the choice to to do there, right? Like he's yeah. not a reluctant, he's a reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. You know, in, until he's like faced with the the moment to seize the moment and like make his own choice to fulfill his destiny. Sure. Essentially. So that's why, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see them as a Trinity. And that's okay. Yeah. I do want to go back to something you said in the beginning about um, the other movies that came after. All right. But let's not dive too deeply into this. No. And that's what I'm saying. I think that's a conversation for part four. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I don't, I don't want, as we go through this tonight, today, Whatever time it is, wherever you are, we're at WHCJ. Uh, I want to make sure that we just talk about this movie in and of itself. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So one thing I want to ask you about. The red pill, blue pill thing. Yeah. I love that moment when he's reaching for the red pill in the uh, mirror reflection. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you see his arm and hand reaching for it. In the blue side, he's not moving. Yep. So cool. So smart. Um, I love that they incorporate the element of choice. Yeah, for sure. Like they present the data to him, and he has to choose which path he goes on. And I think that's so powerful. And it keeps coming up in the movie that they make these choices. Let's talk about the Oracle and that encounter, because that is something that is so puzzling. And I'm still to this day, not sure if it's puzzling because it's brilliant or puzzling because it's meant to be confusing. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he meets the Oracle and the Oracle says, you're not the one. Right. And just declares it. It's not you. It's not you. And he gets in his head about it. Because you're waiting for something. Yeah. And he gets inside about it. And then the movie continues. And that's, that's the thing. He wants to tell Morpheus. And Morpheus is like, no, what the Oracle said to you is for you. Yeah. The movie continues. And we get to that final sequence when everything's falling apart. And Trinity's like, the Oracle told me I would love the one. Fall in love with a dead man who would become the one. And that's... Well, you skipped... I mean, you skipped the moment where he starts to believe that he's the one when he has to save Morpheus. Yes. Yeah. 
I did. I did. Yeah. But that was purposeful. I just, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. No, because I want to talk about the prophecy. Uh huh. And then I want to talk about the fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. In this movie. In this movie. And I just think that's so interesting. Why, what reason would the Oracle have to tell him he's not the one? That's always bothered me. Well, because in this film, <laughs> it's hard. It's really it's hard, hard when you do. know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, in this film, she can see that he's reluctant. She knows that he has doubts because he's Thomas. Right. Mm-hmm. So she needs to just, it's, it's kind of like reverse psychology, you know, cause she knows he's the one, right. She knows he's the anomaly. Yeah. Right. So she's like, yeah, it's not you, man. You know, there's going to come a time where like, you're going to have to choose and like, you're, you should probably choose Morpheus cause he's more important than you are. Right. So like in order to get him to the place where he is at the end of the film, he needs to make that choice in the, when Morpheus is getting, you know, uh, mind raped, Mm -hmm. he's got to go back in and get him. He almost, he thinks he's making a sacrifice. Yes. He doesn't realize that he's about to save the world. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've always been puzzled by that. And I was very curious to hear your take on it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you're going up against Mike Scott in the 1986 NLCS, you know, you know, those balls are scuffed. You have to just forget it. Mm. You have to just try to hit them, even though, you know, you can't, but close your eyes. You might run into one. doesn't matter. They want it in six. Let's go. I, I've, I've never not gotten a reference so harder. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Anything just study you up said. on your 1986 New York Mets. Okay. All right. We'll yep. do. We'll do. All right. I have a question for you. And yes. this is a largely, as, as Bill Simmons would call, an unanswerable question. No such but thing. They never explain how Cypher gets plugged in to make his dealings with the machines. Ah, uh, yes. And four movies well, still don't have an answer. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, so they never reveal an accomplice. They, yeah, so he's there, and you notice when Neo walks up behind him and he scares the bejesus out of him. Uh, he really, turns off. really trying to make this Jesus allegory a thing, and like I've accepted it. You don't have to keep selling it to me. It's the doubting Thomas one that's the detail that I think we should cut, but like the other stuff, I can, I can. What buy. are you talking about? It's the doubting Thomas. Thomas, he had to put his fingers in Jesus' side. So he's Thomas and Jesus. No, dude, it's all brilliant. Just brilliant name crafting. Uh, the name of the ship is the Nebuchadnezzar. Do you know the story of the Nebuchadnezzar? The Nebuchadnezzar? Never, I do know the story. The, well, you know, the, you know, the didn't, didn't damn happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best foghorn leghorn for today. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, if I had time to work on it. Uh, no, the story of the Nebuchadnezzar with Babylon and still saying it wrong. Yeah, the Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar, the Nebuchadnezzar, 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 Nebuchadnezzar. Well, it's never going to happen. This is going that's not Farquhar Leghorn. That's um, what's his face? Not Porky Pig. Who oh, it is Porky Pig? Right? He can never get the never get the never get the. It doesn't matter. I, anyway. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's that. And in that moment, he goes and I think he just plugs himself in. Okay. Right? I don't think you can do that. It's a hole. Well, someone had to initially. Someone had to plug him in and out. Well, I'm saying someone had to, the first person to go in or out. Had to plug himself in. Yeah. Chicken or the egg, son. Let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about that. All right. We're letting it go. Yeah. We're letting it go. We're just like, we're just going to, we're going to Elsa that thing. We're going to let it go. Okay. All right. So Cypher betrays them. So is Cypher their Judas? Yes. He's also the one who commissioned the clone army. Oh God, that we'll find out in some side novel. Got to read the books, man. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, sure. I don't really need to go that deep into it with Judas. You know, I don't that deep, Judas but we're going to have a, a Thomas and Jesus character in the same well, body, no, but we're not going to no. go. We're going to go Dude, Cypher Judas. Thomas doubting Thomas. He's doubtful. He eventually realizes he comes to his matrix personality. You're not saying it's not, it's not two people in one body. Right, because his matrix personality and his real life personality are two different things. That's the whole fucking point of the movie, Andrew. Okay. It's fine. You're fine. I know. I used to have a crush on Tank. I'm going to be honest with you. No, Tank's cool. Tank is so cute. Did you know that Switch was initially going to be uh, a different gender? I did know that. I did know that. And that's such a fun fact about this movie that the yeah. studio did not want them to do that. They thought it was confusing. Too early. Too early in human history for there people was, to accept people who they for who they are. <laughs> we're still working on it. We are still struggling <sighs> with that concept. Jesus Christmas. All right. So let's bring this, let's bring this party all the way to that final fight sequence. Okay. Sure. Let's go. I feel like we we do need to stop and pause and talk about the greatest villain actor in the history of movies. I I was I was going to save that for my what works, but we can Oh, okay, great. No, we can talk about it a little bit now. No, it's fine. We can we can save Willem Dafoe for later. Willem Dafoe. Um so this final battle sequence. Yes. With Smith. Oh. All the bells and whistles. So good. Literally everything you could possibly want in a fight. And once again, I said this before, you had just never, never seen anything like it. You weren't ready. You weren't. I didn't, I didn't know they could even do that in a movie. Who even knew that that was possible? I did not even know. It's so crazy. Badass. It's badass. It's fucking badass, man. It's glorious. And it's the whole timing. It's the timing of he's losing the fight with Smith. Yeah. The Sentinels are attacking the Nebuchadnezzar. The Never Canoodler. Trinity is professing her love for Neo. Begging him to come back to life. The, the lasers are slicing the ship around her and tearing it, is it apart tearing it apart and they can't do the emp because Until. if they do the emp they lose him forever yeah he gets up oh. he gets up he comes 
back to life, he resurrects. Okay. Really being heavy handed with the Jesus allegory today. On the third day, he rose. (laughs) Remember, he's late for work. He wakes up, he hits the alarm. He thinks that he can't move his mouth and there's a bug inside him. He wakes up and thought it was a nightmare. He wakes up in the matrix. Come on, stop it. Don't even worry about it. He wakes up and his vision is different. He sees in code. When that shit went down, I don't know why that moment is still so satisfying. It's more than satisfying. It's chicken and waffles. It is so good. Like I cheered. Unbelievable. I cheered for it. I cheered for it. I I think it's, it's so good. And then like he gets out. They get him out. They pull him out. They fire the EMP. The ship is saved. Everything. And we have this neat little epilogue. And here's the thing. If this movie were made in 2015, Mm. that's a post-credit sequence. Okay. I think. I can buy that. Now it's, it's, it's like pulled right from ghost in the shell. That little sequence. Essentially the same thing. Yeah. Well, there's a, well, here's a whole thing. Lots of sci-fi is borrowed from lots of sci-fi. Oh yeah. It's like poetry. Didn't they get sued for somebody that's not even working with ghost in the shell. They got sued for pulling from another piece. Sure. I don't pay attention to lawsuits. Yeah. I, I love that nonsense, but yeah. I don't um, believe in Beatles. I just believe in me. So, but by the end of this film, this is the transformation we have. Not only is Neo embracing that he's the one he is committing to freeing everyone. Yeah. He's bringing it to the machines. Yeah. He's Edward Furlong and he can fly now. He can fly now. They fly now. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only good thing that came out of that movie. (laughs) Sounds so bad. They fly now. (laughs) Yeah. No, this movie blew my mind in 1999. It blew my mind uh, when I watched it in lockdown in 2020. And it blew my mind in 2022 when I watched it before this episode. Yeah. Like it is just insane. It's insane insane how good it is it's crazy how well it holds up yeah as far as like even even the fucking effects man there's only there's only one like when she first goes flying yeah that's a little like oh it's a little happening yeah it's happening oh my god is it gonna be like this and it just wasn't after it was just really 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 friggin really it's fantastic. I love this movie so much. And I'm so excited to like continue on this journey in the trilogy. Because honestly, one thing I discovered, uh, I, I watched before four came out, I watched one, two, three in three consecutive days because I didn't have a job and I was in lockdown. And all I was with was my boyfriend and my DVD player. And I watched them back to back. And the story is really quite trackable. I think when they first came out, the two year gap between the three stories made the story a lot more challenging. Mm. but like i'm okay. excited i yeah i'm excited to continue this journey because i i love it so much and i'm so thrilled about it yeah yeah no, it's amazing 
we should probably take a break. I guess so. Yeah. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to... I'm talking to people on the Instagram, I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, We're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are <clears throat> back. Oh. <laughs> You leaned into the mic to do that throw clear. Of course I did. It sounded wet. Andrew, stop it. That's okay. gross. I'm not the one that like leaned into the mic to clear my phlegm. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's be, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. Uh, that last half hour was, was all over the place, man. It was all over the map. It was good, but it was all over the map. We had like, we, we had some love fest. We got in a fight about Jesus allegory and, and doubting Thomas. You're trying to tell me that like the two spirits, one body, like talking about some crazy, like he's Thomas and he's Jesus nonsense, completely yada yada over my concerns about what was it? Jets cipher and his whole thing. Yeah. And I think we need to harness and funnel okay. into some ephemeral questions. So what you're telling me is that it, it's that time on Icon or Ycon when we really break it down. And I pray that what Andrew tells you all doesn't make you want to frown. Folks, don't let Andrew's bad takes bring you down but today it's the matrix it's so good i think we'll both agree that there's very little that did not work Man, it's better than mom's spaghetti. Go ask Andrew. I think he'll say the story and the visuals are top notch. What else can be said? But we still have to get ephemeral before we go and sleep in separate beds. Remember what Morpheus (laughs) said. Free your head. Free your You went so hard. You went so hard. I wasn't prepared. 
I wasn't emotionally <laughs> prepared for that. I like I, that opt up at the end, CJ. That was wild. I'll always opt up. That was wild. That was fantastic. Wow. One of your best songs. The, this movie really inspired you. This movie really made you feel some type of way. Yeah. No, for I sure. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. What worked about this movie for you? <sighs> the sci-fi man. Mm. Science fiction is such a dangerous genre mm-hmm. because man, can it be bad? Right. We've seen so much bad science fiction. This is perfect. This movie has it all right. I, 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 I sort of, you know, touched on it earlier, but like uh, Philip Dick, mm-hmm. right. Everybody, nobody knows who Philip Dick is, but like he wrote, stories and novels that have been adapted, you know, just, I'm just going to name times. a few. I'm going to name a few. Blade Runner, Total Recall, Minority Report, Paycheck, The Man in the High Castle, right? So, like, he's given so much, and he was such an inspiration to the Wachowskis on this film. Also, Jean Bill you got to work on the pronunciation. <laughs> okay, sorry. Jean Boyard. Uh, his book, uh, Simulacra? Simulacra? And Simulation. You know, it, it, it's basically, it, 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 it just expresses the idea that human experience is a simulation of reality. Anyway, the filmmakers, uh, the, the, the philosophy of Rene Descartes is fucking all over this shit, okay? Mm-hmm. The filmmakers took all of that and made this beautiful, beautiful sci-fi movie. Now, granted, a lot of it is like based on Ghost in the Shell and it's their inspiration and blah, 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 blah. But the execution of it is so fucking brilliant. It's really right? I mean, I mean, dude, down to like the fucking uh, uh, green tint of the early computers, right? Anytime they're in the matrix, everything is like a little green outside in the real world. Everything is like t- tinted blue. This movie gets sci-fi fiction and the sci-fi science fiction in this movie fucking works. It's great. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's beautiful. What worked for you, brah? Besides, besides the Jesus allegory. <laughs> um, the commitment to world building they were not afraid to take their time and showing us a world that we'd never seen before. Mm, and they don't give us all the details because there's two movies that they, they are desiring to make after this. But they give us enough details to really get invested in the story. We get invested in the story. And what's funny is I forgot because I know that there's three movies coming. I forgot that this movie ends in such a way that if they never made another one, what a cool movie. Great movie. And Great so this, movie. this heightened mythology, this, this scientific place where we're in a future that we don't know we're living in, but it's such a futuristic future that we think it's the present, you know? Uh, but there's also Kung Fu, but there's also some <laughs> hardcore hardcore biblical level mythology at play here some faith-based mythology so there's the technology and the faith the present and the future Mm -hmm. and then there's the identity like there's so much and i think they really 
you, you, I've just seen so many other pieces of art where the artist tries to tackle that many things and does not do it as efficiently. It becomes such a muddled no. mess. Yeah. And this movie is so efficiently assembled and, and so well executed. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Delicious. Uh, what did not work for you? What did not work for you? That's a big plot hole. That's a big, <laughs> that's a, you, you put so much detail, so much detail. And that's a big plot hole. You're asking me to just swallow. Yeah. Like, like the steak. It's, it's a big one. It's tough. And the cut is not good. It's a bad cut. It's a bad cut. It's a yeah. bad edit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, I kind of feel like they inserted it so we understand that he betrayed them better. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a clarity cut, you know, like, oh, well, we got to put in a scene of him having dinner with Smith because he wants to eat yeah. the steak. I knew right from the first, the very first time that I saw this movie that he, whoever was talking to her in the beginning, I didn't know it was Cypher. Yeah. I said, that's the bad guy. Yeah. No, no, no. It's pretty clear. I, that's it's pretty I, feel like clear. It, I feel like it was a studio request because it's kind of ham-fisted for something that's so tight and uh, uh, effortless. Yeah. It's kind of just a weird, like, we just kind of go to this weird dinner sequence. We don't know how yep. he gets there, how he gets out. But then yep. everybody's dead. Yeah. And he says, and even later they say, and I think you're so right about it being added later because later in the film, he says, you can't go back. Oh, no, they're going to plug me right back in. It's like, yeah, we know that. You told us that earlier. You told us that already, uh, yeah. I think it was added because it's really clumsy. It's very clumsy. Um, Yeah. No, what didn't work for me though is uh, it's a little too easy to find them at the Mm. end of the movie in the matrix. Yes. Right. The back to the future bum. That's all it took. Yes. That's, that's like, that stands out for me as something that's like, um, guys. Uh, Yeah. It's like kind of like not great. Yeah. No, no, no. That's he can't see everything at once. No, yeah. even no, no, no software can. Yeah, no, so, yeah, no, no, no. That doesn't work like that. It takes time. It yeah. takes time. You know, I live in Silicon Valley now, so I so now you know things about, about software. software that you did not yeah. know in the past. I mean, as soon as I drove in, I knew right away. So I was like, you've oh. evolved. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. It's all right. Does this movie make your desert island top five? And answer me without clearing your throat in the microphone. Okay. <laughs> it's a solid, it's a solid yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, nothing, there's no why there's wouldn't no qualms. it? Yeah. Why no, wouldn't it? Why do you hate things? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what is the matter with you? Yeah, this is an amazing You didn't cry when Bambi's mom died either, did you? No, this movie's so solid. It's so solid, yeah. so satisfying. Everybody should want to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You ready? Random bonus question. Yeah. RBQ. Okay. You are nine years old. And uh, your parental unit works for the toy company that is producing the toys for this movie. <laughs> and they come home and they put a bunch of toys in front of you and ask you, what is your favorite action figure from the Matrix? Yes, right. Who do you pick?
Neo. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Elaborate. Uh, I thought about it and I think that um, Morpheus, it would be, I think he would be too uh, muscular. Okay. In, in a toy. I didn't like muscular toys as much as I loved the He-Man, He-Man story. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the He-Man toys. Okay. Right? They were I understand. a little disproportional. And I think that they would have made Morpheus a little disproportional. I could have chosen Trinity, but you would have said probably something weird about me. And I wanted to avoid that. What would I have said? I don't know. You'd have made fun of me for like playing Dang. with Barbies. <laughs> because you're that. Oh, God, kill me. I cannot. But no, in all seriousness, I think the trench coat and the glasses and like all the guns he has in that last uh, battle with the, the agents mm-hmm. when they go to save Morpheus, I think that would really turn me on. Yeah. Okay. In a non sexual way. Understood. Understood. Yeah. My uh, close second would be the Sentinels. The Sentinels would be a cool toy. Fucking dope. Yeah. Because they'd light up. Yeah. 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 They'd That'd be a really little, cool toy. Little, batter- little watch batteries. Yeah. And then they die and you'd like not bring them to your parents. You just kind of move on to another toy. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about them not lighting up anymore. Yeah. I would just say yeah, they'd be fine. You know, I, I saw a meme today about E.T. being a Jedi. But anyway, the Elliot played with Greedo and um, Han. Yeah. And in the movie, Greedo's gun has one of the little, like, fire, you know, like, little bolts. I pulled off the market. Yeah, and, and Han's doesn't. Oh, wow. Update, everybody. Greedo shot first. Fuck that. Absolutely not. Oh, I love talking about toys. Hey, speaking of toys, what would yeah. your toy be? Agent Smith, man. Mm. Yeah, it's the suit. He's in that suit. He's got the glasses. He is the coolest. He almost wins. I would always, so as a kid, I would always vibe with the lady and the villain. Those were my always my two favorites. So it'd be Agent Smith and uh, and uh, Trinity is at Trinity. a close second. Yeah, yeah. But like Agent Smith is so fucking cool. And like, it's the way, I mean, Hugo Weaving is a fantastic actor. And oh, let's yeah. talk about Hugo Weaving, who is an icon, mm-hmm. like an excellent actor that has just been cast in iconic roles in iconic franchises over and yeah. over again. It's over Hugo and over. Is. Like, yes, how is. is, how is Elrond and Agent Smith the same person? You know what I mean? As, as, as Red Skull. As Red Skull, as V for Vendetta. Like, come on. No, he's amazing. Stop. Yeah, so Stop it. he's amazing. But um, his performance in this film, in the whole quadrilogy, or the whole, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. His performance in this film is fantastic. And yeah. it's the way he says Mr. Anderson. Who well, else can dude, make the phrase Mr. Anderson I don't, I don't know about I don't know about you, but like even earlier tonight, I was on a phone call. Right, the, uh, the ring. Hello, and I went, Mister Burns. No, it's the way <laughs> Mister Anderson. Like Mr. the Anderson. Well, you know, he worked on that, Andrew. He, well, he wanted had to, have to a... not sound like a human, but not sound like a computer. Because so he he's made a, he's an anomaly. Yeah, he right? made so something he, neutral. He made a fucking choice. 
young actors out there, if any of you are listening, make a fucking choice. Yeah. Make a logical choice for your character and commit to that choice. The character will create itself. Well, and that's this is one thing that's fascinating about this movie, though, is because ostensibly the machines are the villains, right? Because they're using humans as batteries. Maybe. But Agent Smith is the machine's version of Neo. He's their one. And he's he's not there to liberate them. He's there to liberate himself. He wants to get out. It's fascinating. He wants out, bro. He's going to bring it down. as, As we're about to find out, man, Smith is not to be trifled with. No. No, it's a very powerful program that has also emotionally liberated himself. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, did you ever watch the cartoon or see the uh, the animated the animatrix? The animatrix. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Oh yeah. There was there was kind of kind of at fault for the the robots just wanted to live by themselves. Kids, you got to read the novels. Yeah. No. This this got to read the novels. This is the thing though, and this is part of it. There's a part of me that is still entertaining the idea of including the animatrix as like a, a bonus episode because it's it's really important in between three and four. It is. Yeah. It's sure. important. Like four yeah. is four is fantastic for what it is, but th- it's, it's, it's the connection it's, to the it's all hail the king really special. Yeah. It's, before you watch Shang Chi. There's sometimes that side stuff is is not essential, but really enhances the experience. So yeah, right. Exactly. But yes, my 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 toy is Agent Smith, and I feel oh, confident nice. in that choice because Hugo Weaving is a living legend. The man. Yeah, so good. Uh, what is your special award? Well, my special award for the Matrix, um, I'm going to give to Don Davis, Mm -hmm. the composer. Oh, wow. And the award is Mirror, Mirror, On the Wall, Don's the most awesome of them all. His score, and I know you fucking notice this, Mm -hmm. right, is like the note being played and the horn blaring the same note, like a little higher back at it's all about perception. It's all about perception versus reality. Yeah. It's all about all the mirror fucking imagery in this movie that he was inspired by. I'm convinced before he fucking sat down and wrote this thing mm-hmm. uh, in the music. And I, and, and, and like, if you notice in the next two films in the, um, I can't remember if they do it in four or not. But uh, in the next two films, in the Warner Brothers theme, the music it goes up a it goes up a half step each time. Very cool. It's goddamn motherfucking brilliant. Very very so, very cool. Mirror mirror on the wall. Don Davis is the most awesome of them all. Is my special award tonight. That's very very cool. I knew you'd like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot because, because you know what? Like I just, for, for every John Williams, for every composer that really gets their due, it's 50 that never do. Dude. And you talk about the anomaly. John Williams is the anomaly. They don't talk about these film composers and they are, they tell you what you're supposed to be feeling. They tell you what you're supposed to be feeling. And also like you, no one, I would argue that the music of the matrix is just as identifiable with the film as Jurassic park or star Wars. 
It is. It is. It just doesn't have a music hardcore name attached to it. Yeah. Instantaneously know what you're hearing. It's a great, it's a great score. That's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And, and it, and it complements the cyberpunk music so well. Yeah. Which was so hip. So they somehow, were, so they were cool and orchestral, you know, yeah. it's so yeah. cool. It's a great score. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's very cool. Oh, thank you. Uh, what's your special award? All right. So my special award for the matrix is the change maker award change maker because the matrix comes out like let's just look at the pantheon of film and you touched on this earlier in, in the night and it's so brilliant and i'm glad that we both had this response to this film because let's look at what happens so this movie comes out 1999 right mm-hmm. poster uh Everyone's in black. Trinity's in that like leather sleeveless moment. Neo's got yep. his whole thing. Like it's a, it's a yep. whole the wide stance, right? The movie comes out. It's legendary. Uh, it brings the wire fighting. You uh-huh. know, like the the yep. like the wire. I think it's called wire foo. Actually, it brings sure. wire foo to a mainstream Hollywood moment, which. It's not that it didn't exist in mainstream Hollywood. It's that you didn't just see it in a sci-fi movie, right? Right, right. Suddenly it was start... reserved for Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly you see it everywhere. It has the bullet time effect, which is so well known that it gets written into the script, into the mythology of the fourth movie. It becomes... Revolutionary. It, it, it's just a revolutionary thing. They just having the 360-degree cameras to like capture it and, and take your eye around the whole shot had never been done before. Right. Using actual fight choreographers that walk uh, that work in Hong Kong cinema in a movie that is not really about Kung Fu, but they wanted it to look real. They wanted it to be identifiable. Right. Unreal visual effects. Heavily influenced with some sci fi mythology. Uh, It's it's this is a film that's in the National Film Registry Mm -hmm. because it's culturally, historically and aesthetically significant. This movie was so unique and so special and so identifiable to our generation. And then you see it get copy pasted for a decade after Uh and make the sequels and people have beef with the sequels. And do you know what the beef with the sequels is, is that they achieve something they, they seek to achieve creative heights and amplify what they've already built on rather than recreate it for you because everyone else just took it. Yeah. You know, and dare I say to tie it back to Lucas uh, it, it's kind of goes in line with Lucas's comments about the new, uh, the sequel trilogy when he's like, well, love or hate the prequel trilogy. I sought to give you something different every single time, right. different type of story, different type of filmmaking. All three of them are different. And I, it made me appreciate the prequels more. Cause I was like, George, yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. And, no, and the prequels are getting better with age. They really are. Cause they're interesting. He really did yeah. something different. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. It's it's that second one. That's Attack of the Clones is messy, man. Yeah, but you, the Clone Wars fixes it. You're gonna tell me I need it. to catch up on the Clone Wars. Well, someone should. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Jesus you're right. Christ. You're right. So, I believe I know the answer to the final question, but we have to ask yeah. it because it's kind of the name of the show. That's right. Is this film mm-hmm. an icon? Or a Y-Con. 
I think the answer that I'm going to give you might surprise you. This movie is actually a why the fuck would you even ask the question? Con? <laughs> You're so dumb. You made me nervous again. <laughs> Come on, man. To the National Film Registry. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's fucking phenomenal. It's Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, no, Euro. it's wild. It's wild. It's, it's unbelievable. It's Lawrence Fishburne, I mean, doesn't get enough credit for what he does in this film. It's iconic. No one even knew who Carrie Ann Moss was. No, and she says that. She's like, I had nothing. I did yeah. not have a career until I did Joe Panaleone, come on. Good as it gets. Yeah. It's a when great Mouse cast. Mouse dies. I'm crying. I'm upset. Said, yeah. Switch, not like this. Not like this. I know. It's so dramatic. And her face, so too. She gives you that beat so deeply. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic. It's it's wonderful. It's uh, Hugo Weaving. Come on. Yeah. It's iconic, man. Yeah. Agreed. It's, very, it's the reason we do this show. It is. It is. And it's it's going to be it's going to be a real treats to continue down this road. Oh, yeah. You know, because I'm as I, we, as we I told you, deeper. I like the sequels better than I than I used to. Like they, they actually got better with age, too. I feel like a lot of people like I got it. Like I followed the story and I, I feel like a lot of people I did just too. Didn't. People were such haters. Such haters. They just wanted to see the same thing. And they're like, why do, why did they take so long to dock the ship? Are you looking at that animation? It looks incredible. Yeah. Watching no. that ship dock. It's, it's a whole moment. They, yeah. that took months to render. No. It's, it's incredible. Great. It's great. There is one thing I forgot to mention with the ship mm. when, um, when they're watching Neo stop the bullets Mm-hmm. after he gets resurrected if you look at the camera it's kind of making a cross no it's not the shaky cam yeah it's good it's going it's going up down left right i you are digging man i don't know if i can vibe with you on this go back and watch it tonight all right you'll see that i'm right you usually are for Icon or Wycon, <laughs> I'm CJ LaRoche. And I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. And we'll see you <coughs> next, next time. time. <laughs>